Welcome to episode 207 of the What Nots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. It's going to be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello, hello, and good morning. How are you? How's your weekend? It's been fine. It's been intense. I went to see... I went to see Maverick yesterday in IMAX. Oh, how was it? Was it good? <laughs> Do I need to go see this? I, 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 I uh, like kind of have FOMO of like, should I go see this? Still from that like Mission Impossible thing. And this is so similar of just like big stunts. All that stuff. I say, I say yes. You say yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Interesting. I, I've been thinking about signing up for the like, regal mm. version of movie pass uh they're hanging there so maybe i might go say that then wow you went to go see top gun okay i've 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 had a big old bob's burgers weekend oh yeah yeah that was your highlight it was we went to go see the bob's burgers movie this weekend and that was also a lot of fun it was very very good if you enjoyed the show i highly recommend it uh and then a while back i got my girlfriend the bob's burgers cookbook uh Mm -hmm. and so we picked out one of the burgers and we made them uh for dinner last night we nailed it we made some amazing food it was a the best way to describe it is like a hawaiian burger but it's Mm. uh it's like a guava jelly barbecue sauce with pineapple and bacon on it and stuff like that it was fantastic it was so good what was the pun name uh 50 ways to leave your guava burger (laughs) okay (laughs) so yep (laughs) Indeed, indeed. But it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Nice. (laughs) Today, we are here to talk about season two of Fringe. We are uh, continuing our monthly ongoing series, watching all five seasons of the show until we will be done in in July, I think. Yeah, Yeah, sometime this summer. Mm -hmm. We did the first season last month. That was a good one. I, I... I like this show and I like how strong season one starts. Um, So if you have not checked out that one yet, go check out season one, uh, our coverage on season one, uh, and then come back here to season two and we'll be back next Mm -hmm. month uh, for season three and so on. Um, But yeah, so this is always awkward when we do these like multi-long season things of, 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 of like, how, yeah. like how do we do the intro how do we do this? do we do a recap do we do a synopsis uh how how do we want to catch people up on this oh. one to where we are here if you've if you've randomly clicked on this uh fringe was a like 2008 2009 procedural network tv show about an FBI division that solved mysteries doing with fringe science, like weird sci-fi concepts, like X-Files if it was nothing supernatural or paranormal and just the sci-fi stuff. Exactly. 
and we've gotten into the parallel universes. That's the main tenet. That's the thing that drives the plot in this series. Uh, in this season, um, we find out one of the characters is from another dimension. He was just straight stolen from Dimension 2. Didn't know it his whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cross over there. There are psychic powers. There are visions. You, you go through portals. There's alternates and walternates and all, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> There's a musical episode. There is. There's yeah. a lot to discuss in season two. There is. Yeah. Um, this is an d- interesting season. I, I, this is where I... So my kind of overall thoughts on, on the show in general uh, is that it starts out really strong sh- in season one. And then kind of season two and three and even season four kind of flounder a bit, in my opinion. Um, And so we're just getting the start of that in season two. Mm. Uh, But then by the end of the show, season five, I think it ends strong. Uh, Good. I know not not everyone shares that same opinion, but I really liked where it went and where it, it did all of. Uh, that stuff and wrapped everything up. Uh, but yeah, season two is good. If you mm-hmm. like the show, if you like procedurals and you just kind of want more of that, season two delivers. It it, mm-hmm. it gives exactly that. But like I, I said, I think this is also where it starts to flounder a bit. And it just kind of, it's like, okay, it seems like wheels are just spinning and that's it. And not I, necessarily go in places. I think there's there's a this is a season that moves the plot mythology forward a lot and does a lot for the characters. Scattered throughout the season, there's these one shot monster of the week, literal monster of the week episodes that aren't that exciting, but all of them will have at least one really valuable character building moment. Mm hmm. I think that is one of the strengths of this show. Exactly. What as I was about big to say. as the the plot goes, it's got a fairly small, tight core cast of characters and does so much with them. That yes. is where the heart of the show is. Absolutely. It's fantastic characters that, yeah, despite maybe things starting to fl- to flounder mm. as, as I keep using that word, just just, you know, going nowhere. <laughs> um yeah it, like it, it the the characters are so fascinating and so fun to watch that it, like it almost doesn't really matter yeah uh, all that 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 much it's it's a good show i highly enjoy it highly recommend mm-hmm. it uh season two well so end of season one we do kind of f- mm-hmm. find out that one of the characters is from another universe uh, they all but say it in that one. Yeah, it's, it's hinted so much. You can kind of put two and two together. But here in season two, they say it. They start to deal with it. Uh, and that is kind of one of the main hangs here. They're, they're no longer really investigating the pattern mm. like they were yeah. in season one. But what is this alternate dimension? What what exactly is this thing? How do we get there? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the focus of season two here. Mm-hmm. So good and stuff. 
Yeah, and we it leads us. The finale is a real cliffhanger uh, where you can kind of see where season three is going to go, but you don't know to what degree. Uh, it's very, very uh, stressful finale yep. this season. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, good stuff. So is, is there, do you have more like final thoughts uh, for oh. spoiler free stuff for season two that you want to toss in there? I want to say something I definitely want to talk about this episode because we didn't mention it in the first episode sure. that uh, of our coverage on the show is the Peter and Olivia romance because there's not a lot happening in season one. A sh- they call the shot in like the pilot episode where Walter's just gotten out of uh, the hospital. His, his brain's really just mushed. <laughs> like he's having such a hard time remembering anything. Brand new things aren't sticking mm-hmm. to him. And he meets Olivia and he's like, oh, this must be Peter's girlfriend. And she's like, no, I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> but like, you see what that is. They're calling the shot of this is the romance of the show. Yep. And they don't do a lot of it with season. They don't do a lot else with that in season one. Uh, they just put a pin in it for later. And season two is later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they build the relationship in season one and then season two, it starts to manifest yes here. yes because uh, you you had in season one you have that fake out of oh olivia has a sister and then oh peter's kind of taking an interest in yes. her sister and then the sister kind of doesn't show back up in the show all right. that often so <laughs> yeah. maybe peter should go back with olivia and <laughs> mm. so there you go yeah the, the, we, we we do start to see a little bit more of the romance between them uh, I think one of the main cast, but side characters, Astrid. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think she gets a little bit more screen time in mm. this season. Mm. Still not main character, but it just is now. Hey, she's part of the team. Like she is. Yeah. There, she is a valuable member of the cast, and she's fantastic. Mm. Um, yes. So. Yeah, I I love this show a lot. Um, this is also the season where did, I, did they do it in? Se- I, I don't remember if they did, but they they start to do alternate versions of the opening credits. Uh, yes. in in this season, and I love them. I lo- love it every time they do it. Uh, or they have <laughs> just like a, like a seventies version of it, or mm. here's the alternate universe version of, yeah. of it, or stuff like that it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah i i I had a blast watching season two it's a good time head to your local hbo max and check it out there you go good stuff good stuff uh well we will take a quick break for housekeeping and when we get back we will dive into spoilers of season two and uh talk about all of the strange science that we saw here and the romance and all weird science weird science yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right we will be right back we put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make and yes we make multiple different shows here at the whatnots and we'd love it if you check them all out you can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice When you type in the whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at the whatnots, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to do that. 
You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for supporting us. It means a lot. Thank Helps you. us do what we do here at these shows. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoy all of the content that we make and uh, go check out our Patreon exclusive stuff. We, Melissa, you and I just uh, recorded the Pilots Club for the Patreon exclusive podcast uh, this month here. Uh, and we talked about Yasuke. It's in mm-hmm. anime on Netflix um, with a voice cast of Lucky Stanfield as the main mm-hmm. character. Ming-Na Wen is in there, too. Uh, some of the music is made by Flying Lotus. Uh, it's, an, it's an interesting one, but it's the first... It's the first anime that we've covered on yes. the Pilots Club. That was interesting to talk about there on that one. Uh, but yeah, go check all that stuff out. Cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend when we're recording this. Uh, so Crossplay actually took the weekend off. Um, but we will be back soon as E3, I guess not E3 is happening. It's Summer Summer Game Fest is happening and there's going to be a bunch of conferences and showcases and stuff like that to announce new games and get trailers and gameplay and all that stuff. So uh, we are excited about covering all of that, and all the cool new shiny announcements. Uh, but on the captain's log, uh, Melissa, yeah. you, you and I have been having a lot of fun. I've been I've been checking out these hard Mountain Dew flavors on on each. We're coming up on our we're coming up on the season finale of Hard Mountain Dew. This week, you're going to drink the fourth of four flavors. Indeed. And then we'll rank them all um mm. yeah but uh yeah that that's been a lot of fun we talked about this the, the, the very strange winnie the pooh horror movie uh uh-huh. there's been lots of star wars news recently because yeah. it's been a star wars celebration uh this weekend as well um all, all sorts of fun stuff um on the reactor core speaking of star wars celebration stuff there was a new trailer for the cassian andor uh star wars shows simply called andor uh rogue one is my favorite star wars movie and he's in that one um wow out of all of them oh yes i love that one that one's incredible um it's it's the one that feels most like a war to me that's true yeah, that's it's if that's your criteria, <laughs> I understand war why movie, it wins. Yeah. <laughs> Most war. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, so they are making a show based off one of the characters in Rogue One to see a little bit more of his past and stuff like that. And they released the first teaser trailer 
to that and it looks like my shit uh <laughs> and that looks really good and i'm excited uh but i i did that trailer reaction all by myself i i, I tried did. i tried like just to see how it went because i've never done that stuff without someone like melissa to like mm-hmm. talk about it with um but I, I was just like you know what let me just go ahead and see if i can do it and i think for a trailer reaction i'm okay to 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 do those okay. little smaller things so who knows if I'll do more of those in the f- in the f- future, but it at least proved to myself I can do it. I don't need mm-hmm. someone else. There. I don't need you, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> you can take off the training wheels. You can exactly. bike around the neighborhood on your own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go go check out all of that stuff. Uh, we also did a trailer reaction to the new Thor Love and Thunder trailer recently. Yeah. Uh, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One trailer, which isn't even I got out to till see next year. Um, I got to see that trailer in IMAX, and that was very exciting. Oh, man, good stuff, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, so go go check all that stuff out. That's on our YouTube page. Um, so be sure to watch all that all that stuff. Go go f- go forth. Watch all of the stuff that we do here. <laughs> at the it is plentiful. Um, but yeah. With that, let's get into spoilers. All right. Season two of Fringe. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Uh, yeah, they finally confirm Peter is not of this world. He is from <laughs> another universe. Yeah, this is Peter 2 from Earth 2. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, apparently Peter 1 died. When he was young, died. got sick very, and died. Very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that whole story is, I think, an incredible one. Like, yes, this is a great uh, like jumping off point for everything that's happened in this sh- show of this mm-hmm. scientist who's kind of a mad scientist. But then his son gets sick and he can't cure him and the son yeah. dies. And so he goes even more full on mad scientist to be like, well, what if there's an alternate dimension where they cured him or they did this or that and ends up uh, just kidnapping a a version (laughs) of his son from another universe? Yeah. uh, And taking him back. I love that journey that he goes on. Like they've been working on this dimensional portal separate from his journey to cure his son. Mm -hmm. And he's found that he can like open this window in his lab and look through the window to the other version of him, his Walternate. Yep. uh, And watch his Walternate try and save his own Peter. I love that they all get pun names. (laughs) I love that that's his name. Like the fans didn't do that. This is his character is like i have a nickname for the other me yeah. that is walternate he's like rooting for walternate to save uh peter too yeah uh and he like sees the cure work when walternate's back is turned and he's like and by the time he turns back around the like the vial of liquid turned the wrong color again and now it looks to him like it doesn't work and he's like no no you've missed it and he's like i i'll go over there i'll I, I don't know if I can cure the boy there, but I'll take the boy back. 
to my lab here and I'll cure him here and then I'll bring him back. And that he just that idea uh, he eventually tries he to hold on misses, to it and he cannot. He misses He's his like, own son. Yeah, right. I miss my Peter. My wife misses Peter. I'll just go get a different Peter. I'll cure. I'll bring him here. I'll cure him. And I'll just, I'll just keep him for a while. Yeah. Just make sure he gets better. You know, yeah. and then make sure he g- grows up and then, then, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll right. <laughs> <laughs> make sure he becomes a man. Make sure he yeah. lives happily ever after. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that is in, uh, in, in uh, just a, 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 fa- a fascinating plot beat. Cause then this yeah. is kind of ultimately what started everything that happened in season one, two. Uh, where where did, like it, they make the ZFT to figure mm-hmm. out where because it's so it's, help me clear this up. So the oh. ZFT manifest their manifesto mm-hmm. right was actually created by Walter Nitt to find and get his son back. Is that right? Uh, or, we know that. Or is, our, is, is this our Walter who wrote this after kidnapping his son, realizing he's like, I fucked up, but not really willing to give it back. So, yeah, there's a war coming because um, uh-huh. it, it could kind of work either way where it's like, hey, my son got kidnapped and Walter mm. and it's like, well, I'm going to write a very angry manifesto and there will be <laughs> war. Um, I'm going to put you in my burn book. Right. Yeah. Dear dead death note, Walter it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I, I, there was a. I'm, I'm not sure. Exa- I don't remember off the top of my head which one wrote it, but I feel like it is our version of Walter, like yes, the regular version that wrote it. Because he goes to his typewriter and like one of the letters is out of alignment in the exact same way that the 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 t- that the manifesto is and maybe alternate also has a typewriter that's broken in the same way mm-hmm. in the other dimension much as he had a son who was broken in the same way yep uh but i think it is our walter and and william bell and william bell might have cross-pollinated ideas between the two walters potentially yeah um yeah because it it, it it is this like preparation for this thing that he did for kidnapping his son from another dimension uh, that started the ZFT that made them get all of these like strange experimental scientists that made them right. be like, hey, there's that that one guy that's maybe a little too extreme. We don't want him anymore. And that was uh, Jared Harris's character in season mm. one. Mm. And so he's continuing this pattern of weird scientific stuff to get their attention and be like, look, I can do this stuff. Look at me, senpai. Uh, yeah. And and yeah, that like that is what the pattern is in season one. And then here we are mm. in season two. Um, mm-hmm. Them tr- trying to figure out how to get to this other dimension uh and figuring out that peter is from this other dimension stop these people who are supposedly coming from the other dimension all that stuff the shape shift we we have yeah. shape shifters yes in, in yes. this season 
Um, that's that's they, how, they like how this one connect, starts. They connect your mouth. They like put a plug on the roof of your mouth. Uh, <laughs> like they're plugging in a hair dryer. Yeah. And they plug it back into their mouth and they like vibrate and solidify into you. Uh, and you have to be dead for them to do this, which yeah. is how they get Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Charlie. Rest in peace, Charlie. He, he was one of the best of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, we, we, we do see the alternate Charlie in the other yeah. dimension. That was neat to see him back. Um, but yeah, the first couple ones of these, Charlie, like our version of Charlie, has died. And yeah. the main cast doesn't know it. And they eventually kind of figure it out. And uh, it's Olivia is the one that shoots him and kills him. Um, but it's it's this kind of traumatizing event for her that I like, hey, I just had to shoot yeah. one of my best f- friends. Um, and and I, I think it is kind of a signal to them that like, yes, this is a war like they, they like yeah. things are happening that they probably don't like or won't know is happening just yet um mm-hmm. but things are in in the works they're in place people aren't who they say they are all the time all yeah. of that stuff um which is a a fascinating uh th- something i didn't think about is going to be in these characters heads in season three where the season two finale is the wrong Olivia, faux Olivia, came back yep. from Dimension Two, and she's taking Olivia Prime's place. Uh, yeah, if they've already lived like eight months ago, they're like they they encountered a fake Charlie. How keyed in are they going to be to a fake Olivia? Exactly. Yeah. Um, will that work? Will they? Will her infiltration be successful and all that that stuff? Um, yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's like that stuff is fun to watch. I like that stuff. But this is where my issue kind of comes in mm. with season two and why I think it flounders is that. The pattern was so interesting, that mystery of what the pattern yeah. was, was just like it. I was on the like the I was sitting up my ear like, what is this? What is that sign? Why is there are bones in that b- butterfly wing there on the little <laughs> symbol here. What does this all mean? Like, th- like I like this was the show that J.J. Yeah. Mm. Abrams like started to make after Lost was a big hit, and so yeah. with so- with with so- such a fascinating mystery right at the start, like that's what hooked me. And season two kind of drops that and just doesn't talk about it again because technically they figured out what the pattern was Um, yeah and and but and so it just it doesn't really pick anything up after that it's like oh there's a shapeshifter that's weird um okay peter might be from another universe that's weird um there's the guy in the bowling alley okay um, <laughs> like, like, like these are the things that happen, in, 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 and then like finally at the end, it's uh-huh. like okay, they go to the the alternate dimension. Mm. They see all that stuff. It's just like 
individually the things that are happening that we have a yeah. shapeshifter that we have this cool new character at the bowling mm. alley that seems to it, like be psychic but not really he's just a like good at figuring people out and all yeah. of that stuff um and then like yeah there is the olivia kind of figuring out a little bit more of her powers and mm-hmm. realizing peter is from the other dimension and peter realizing that he's from the the wrong dimension and all that that, that stuff like there's some good things happening with each of those things but i think in comparison to how daunting the mystery of the pattern was yeah. i just i don't think it stands up to that um i i understand yeah they felt that season one had more of a uh investigative an investigative <laughs> investigative investigative <laughs> Right. It's got more of a an aim and a momentum to it. Whereas season two, because we've got there's, more of the puzzle the There's less of a driving force right. between it. Yes. They're still doing some what things, they do, but it's just Yeah. There's no oomph yeah. behind it. Some things are more normalized. Like after they see the shapeshifter, they're like, right, shapeshifters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're more reactive. Yeah. yeah. I I understand that. Yeah. Which I mean it's it's still like I don't think the show dipped in quality yeah. at all. Um, it's still like if you liked the stuff that was happening in season one, this is more of the same. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, 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 I still think it's 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 a fantastic show, but like it's just like, OK, if season one was at 100, this is at like 80, right? Like it's still really, really good, but it's just mm. it's dipped down a bit here. Um, I think I think season two does so much to develop the characters that does a lot for me. And we've got some really interesting kind of one shot episodes. It plays a lot more with the variety of kinds of episodes we get. Mm -hmm. We have a flashback episode. We send the season finale in the alternate dimension. We mentioned the musical episode, which we'll talk a lot about later. (laughs) We've got the episode that's Peter on his own. Yeah, I like this. I like yeah. that they've established enough of a form that now they can start deviating from and playing with that form. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, they 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 have a little bit more space to work with. The characters are already kind of established, so they can then really get into what makes them tick and stuff like that. There's some, God, there's some really tragic stuff in there between yeah. Peter and. Walter and, and oh. it's just uh, like that that I feel like is the driving force of season two mm. is the like what is the the relationship between Peter and Walter and how do they work how does Walter really feel what really happened between them mm. all the, all that stuff um and yeah. yeah it's it's fantastic stuff so like the episode with the people coming over on the boats from china then that are like yes. gestating like monsters in them that episode as a whole like that mystery isn't super exciting to me but what is exciting is the b plot of walter trying to be more independent do more things on his own yeah uh and he's like uh, going out in the world like running errands and stuff without peter and uh, they're still worried about him so they're like okay astrid go follow walter and while Walter is investigating this mystery, he's out looking for clues in this Chinatown market and Astrid's secretly tailing him. 
they they get into a scuffle and Astrid gets really hurt. And there's a scene between the two of them at the end where like he goes to see her and she's all bruised and she's like trying not to cry. And then she cries and they hug each other. Yeah. And then Walter's like, I can't let this happen ever again. I'm going to install a tracking chip in myself so Peter can always find me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like he he has a weird way of expressing himself sometimes but it's yeah mm. like you can tell that he he's super thankful that he's out of this mental institution yes. that he really really loves peter that even though he can't always get her name right like he really cares for yes. astrid um he really likes olivia like like he he it's, he has this like comfortable family life that he really treasures mm-hmm. and values between all of them here. And when, when he realizes that he had, maybe he can't remember a certain thing or him not remembering mm. or him just, he, he's just not necessarily capable of doing certain things by himself or in a way that he thought he could do it. It just, it's, it's tragic to see him just be like, yeah. I, I screwed up. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, right. I, I didn't mean this. I didn't want this to happen. Um, and, and it's mistakes from decades ago that are coming back to haunt him. And his mm-hmm. brain is his memory is so addled. He's been through so much uh, trauma and change and healing that he's a different person now. But he's trying to, like, get back into the headspace of old Walter and, and apologize on his behalf and he feels like even as much as he's grown as a person he still has to answer for something he did in 1985 yeah absolutely um yeah i i to 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 add on that the last thing i'll say is it's also incredibly just painful and emotional to see him prepare to tell peter that hey you're not from this universe like my son actually died and mm. I kidnapped you from a maybe not in those words exactly, but <laughs> right. Uh, still j- j- like to see him try and reconcile with what mm. he d- did all those years ago and couldn't bring himself to tell Peter. Uh, yeah. And now he's finally trying to. It was just like, oh, Walter my heart is like <laughs> especially when peter does not take it well he is furious and he leaves for yep. i don't know he, he winds up in washington like washington the state he's, he's gone for like two or three weeks on this soul searching mission where he's not telling anybody he's not calling olivia to say hey i need some time alone hope you're doing well don't tell walter where i'm at no radio silence from peter which is so painful because i think it's the such a conflict for walter and peter and olivia this season that they have formed this this family unit you know the three of them and astrid and and, and broils and gene the cow and that's (laughs) such high stakes for all of them all of them have these moments where they're like i feel like i should do this but Mm -hmm. what will that do to my family Walter's like, I've just gotten Peter back. I haven't seen Peter in 17 years. And it's right to tell him the truth, but am I going to scare him away again? And the same thing with Olivia. Like, I 
these two have a happy relationship that they've never had before. Am I going to tell Peter he's from another dimension? Even Peter's like, I wanted to kiss you, Olivia. But then I thought, what if this doesn't work out and what we have falls apart? I don't want it. I don't want to run that risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're just fantastic character moments. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of great, great moments. Yeah. so we so first of all, we'll get to the music one in just a sec. But what did you think of the like alternate 70s style of the <laughs> opening cr- credits? I, on love, Flashback I love one? the I love the 1985 opening credits, right? Because the main opening credits have got these keywords of of the titular fringe science where it's like ESP, hive mind, cloning, Telekinesis. and the ones. Yeah. And the ones for 1985, there's still some of those sci-fi things in there, but it's also stuff that we do have now, like in vitro fertilization, personal computing. (laughs) (laughs) It it reminded me a lot of the opening credits for Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just it it's real like synthesizer heavy, real like retro computer, like (laughs) <laughs> yeah just big like 80s sci-fi synth stuff and it's just like oh man this is perfect they they they, <laughs> they changed the the font to it's still like oh, a yes. d- d- digital like computerized font but it's mm. one of the ones that it is a little bit less square and is a little more funky yeah right, right? yeah and the it, funky computer font i, I, I don't know the name of that typeface but it's like it's one you've seen it yeah yeah and it's just like oh it it, it's it's so cool that they did that because it's so just like oh wait this is new oh Uh what are they doing here um and then this is i I was just gonna say and then they they do one at at the finale when when they change it to the alternate universe one Mm. and instead of blue it's red Uh, yeah so that was neat this is the first procedural show we've covered in our in our monthly ongoing series format. We've talked about other procedurals before, but it's on our regular review show episodes where we're just coming in for season one and next week we do something else and we don't go back to yep. it. So it is fun to see this style of a show that has longer episode runs. You know, these are like 20, 22 episode seasons uh, that has more of a repeated pattern through it. And how uh, with with a structure like that, you are aware of the pattern fairly quickly. And I like that it is midway through season two where they're like, you know what this is. Now it's time for us to start playing with it. Now it's time for us to start surprising you. That's been a lot of fun going back into procedural television, which I haven't watched in a long time. Sure. You know, the format of TV shifted to these limited series or these seasons that are like, Eight, ten, maybe twelve or thirteen episodes, and they're Higher longer episodes, value, but shorter, shorter seasons. Right? Yeah. yeah, more serialized, where the thing feels almost like a very long movie that's just been segmented into episodic lengths. This is a truly, an, it's got all this ongoing mythology. There's a lot of plot going on, but it is very episodic, and there's a thrill with that, where it's like, oh, it's this episode. Mm-hmm. It's the one where this thing happens. Like, uh, before we get to the musical episode, I do want to talk about the Peter and Olivia romance because we didn't touch on it much in the first episode. 
and that's becoming a very big foundation of what the show's doing right now in terms of the character arcs mm-hmm. and one of the important milestones was the virus episode Indeed. because this which is a one i really enjoyed overall i love that the opening uh is walter teaching his own science lessons to kids in a science museum <laughs> yeah. that nobody has asked him to be at and Esther has to go in there and get him out he gets banned right from the yeah. museum like you yeah, they revoked his season pass yeah. <laughs> don't don't teach the kids uh, about ancient maritime disasters please <laughs> sir but peter and olivia go into this office where like a this office building where a man has shown up mysteriously sick and then they find out this dangerous virus and they have to like quarantine the whole building and they're stuck in there with each other And there has been this recurring emotional theme where Olivia is very emotionally guarded and emotionally restrained. That's one of the the core elements of her character. She's the woman who laughs, she smiles, but she always has a brave face on. Mm -hmm. She does not, she doesn't let people see her scared. More than that, she like has become so practical and such a, a protector figure that a couple episodes later in Jacksonville, she's like, I don't know how to be scared anymore. Yeah. I like turned yeah. that part of myself off years ago to, to do this job, to protect people. Good point, yeah. And it's this uh, big emotional milestone for, for her and, and Peter's relationship where he's, you can see how well he's gotten to know her where every, when everybody in this office is like quarantined in there and they're all like calling out to their families and Olivia's typing on a computer trying to find some records or something and he's like hey do you want to maybe like call and and tell your sister what's going on and Olivia like just keeps talking about the case and he like rolls his eyes at her for a second like classic Olivia Uh, yeah this is is what (laughs) she's gonna do and later when he's like are you sure you don't want to call Rachel and she's like oh no like Rachel's been through so much I couldn't worry her and he's like no, I'm not talking about like, he's like, why are you worried about what Rachel is going to feel? Don't you want to, aren't you scared? Don't you just want to tell somebody, tell a loved one that you're scared? And he's like, what's the point of you taking care of all these people if you won't go to them when you feel like you need to be taken care of? And he's, I think it's a really great moment where he's like, Olivia, you can open up to me. I, I am your friend. I care about you. I am here for you. But he's also like, just open up to anybody. Like, you don't have to talk to me. You have a sister I know you're close to. Talk to your sister. Right. Yeah. I love that. She almost has this optimism in a weird way. Like, it just in in the sense that she's so stubborn that Mm -hmm. she thinks everything will work out. Mm -hmm. But but not in a like. Gee, I'm so cheery and happy and everything will be sunshine and rainbows. It like she's yeah. so head down, yes. focused, walls yes. up, guarded that like, no, I will figure this out. I have to uh-huh. do all that. And so it in a weird way, it ends up in this like false optimism. <laughs> That's not it's, it's a weird way to discard, 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 describe it. But yeah, yeah. just just Where so she's stubborn. like. Yeah, she's like, no, I don't need anything. I'm fine. I, I can do this by myself. Like, yeah. And this goes back to in, a, in season one where she tells the story of how she 
took out a shotgun and like shot at her abusive stepdad when she was nine. And he went to the hospital but didn't die. And she's like, I regretted not finishing the job. I yeah. regretted not killing him. <laughs> <laughs> Which has not been brought up again. But like you've got that in your mind when you look at Olivia, that at nine years old, that's the person she was already. Yeah. And I think that's also the first episode where it's an, I don't know, like the first half of season one. Uh, and, and her and Peter develop a, a decent rapport early on. Like they're antagonistic at first when she has to go like get him out of whatever con man scheme he's in. And he's like, you want me to talk to my dad? I hate my dad. Pretty soon they're like, okay, you're pretty good at this. You know, you're an interesting person. I respect you. I enjoy working with you. That's the episode where she tells him about trying to kill her stepdad, where he looks at her different. Like, <laughs> oh, I get you now. You're the person who will do anything to take care of somebody else. And you really don't watch out for yourself yeah and i feel like you need somebody to watch out for you and i'll do that for you <laughs> and but yeah i like this virus episode because it's like it reminds me of going back and watching the x-files where there were like all these monster of the week episodes and all these mythological like plot arc episodes and then like a couple times a season you'd be like ah yes it's time it's time for the relationship episode it's here <laughs> yeah and I like that that's what this episode is. It's a cool mystery. A lot of the characters get something to do. Like there's sweet stuff between Walter and Astrid where Walter's hands are shaking so badly while he's trying to like do these experiments to cure this disease that could kill Peter. Yeah. And Astrid just like reach out and like hold his hands holding the equipment. And when they lock down the building, Broyles is talking to some other government agent. And he's like, there's people in there who are like family to me. <laughs> just... A, a beautiful statement from Broyles. We don't see any affection from him, but I like that he he still knows that and he still states it factually. Those agents are my family. I am here to watch out for them. But yeah, but I like that it's like, this is what the episode is for. Yeah. It is for advancing the Peter and Olivia dynamic. Yes. And yeah. like this virus is transmitted through like fluids. So if like the sick person like coughs up blood on you, like, if you get the blood on you physically, if it touches you, then you're sick. And this happens to Peter. And then he, like, tears his sweater off and he's just wearing a tank top, which is another thing. Like, yes, it's time for the shirtless episode. <laughs> for the, like, the we live in a shirtless episode, right? <laughs> right. The fact that he's wearing a tank top is shirtless enough. For the, you know, for the constructs of this show. Yeah. Again, we live in a, a new era of entertainment where everybody is so hot and, and so fit all the time. And there's so much like guys are always shirtless. Yep. Think of how many like, we just watched the trailer for the new Lord, Thor Love and Thunder trailer where he's like stripped down to his butt. Yep. Like this just happens all the time. And we're we've shifted back into this era where it's like. Oh, those two characters looked at each other and he like he's only wearing a tank top now. This is special. This doesn't happen all the time. You get this once a season. It's like, is it getting hot in here? Is and that I, a, and that I'm a... not talking. I'm not talking about it in like a, a sexual way. It's it's not like it's sexually exciting. It is plot development exciting. It is character <laughs> development exciting. You're not like, oh, boy, I get to see Joshua Jackson wearing only a tank top. It's like, oh, <laughs> Olivia gets to see this vulnerable new side of Peter. 
And because they're in this situation now, she's more vulnerable than she's ever been before. His shoulders. Oh my god. (laughs) Talk about breaking down walls. (laughs) I literally wrote in my notes, uh, Peter's tank top carries a lot of symbolism. Because (laughs) Because it is this breaking down of of barriers and it like that's the only time this happens right Taking this is a pretty a like of, yeah yeah and this is a pretty like sexless show which i kind of admire it for that it's got this tone that fits it really well and it sticks to it there's never anything that's like sensational or gratuitous for the sake of that in season one when olivia has to like soak in the uh, <laughs> the yeah. sensory deprivation tank she strips down to her bra and her panties but in a very like practical way yeah <laughs> this is not meant to be titillating nothing in this show is ever titillating yeah he takes his shirt off it's like wow this is a true moment of character vulnerability and intimacy <laughs> good stuff good stuff <laughs> yeah it, it, to, to me it was interesting to, to see like to more so see peter and i don't i I don't know if out of character is the right word, but the virus also makes people more aggressive because the virus wants to get outside. And so in in this like. Almost like zombified way, like they have this one singular goal is to get out, get outside. And so Mm. here is Peter stripped down to his tank top, uh, like trying to manipulate his way but you can just see like as he gets more and more infected his brow gets more and more furrowed and gets more stern and then then like he almost gets out and they stop him and you can just see him go off he's mad (gasps) he is furious and i was just like whoa okay hi hello there um and that was interesting to to see because Peter's also a very like level character like even when he is displaying like happy or Mm -hmm. angry emotions Mm. it is within it's this it's very metered right where it's like all right you live your life here at this part here most people might leave that when they are overly excited in some way but you're containing yourself um which is i think why he's so good at like conning people and yeah. conning his way into uh this school and that school like he 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 knows how to conduct himself very particularly uh which is yeah so and it, it i really do like the relationship between him and olivia where he you're right he's very level-headed but when he has emotions he expresses them mm-hmm. he's got all these sarcastic quips but the sarcastic quips still display how he is truly feeling you know when he's frustrated with walter he says that when he's worried like he says things he's fairly open uh which is in opposition to olivia who will just like like if walter says something gross she'll just sort of like squint slightly and peter will be like come on walter like she's always got a smaller <laughs> emotional reaction to everything than he does yeah and she's so guarded and walled up and like i cannot be vulnerable it is. I am supposed to be the strong one. I hold everything together. I protect people. 
I've always done this since I was a kid. Where and he's the one trying to break through to her, like, it's okay if you're scared. You know, it's, you can admit things like this. We can talk about this. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, musical one here. Wow. That, that we got. How did you feel? What did you think? I vaguely remembered this episode. I watched, I know definitely all of season one and like parts of season two of Fringe. I was in college. I was very busy. I remembered that this was an episode where Walter was telling a story and it was these characters we knew that was in like a 1940s noir. Mm -hmm. I remembered that and I remembered like a couple songs, but watching it again, I'm like, this is way weirder and is a lot more stuff going on than I remembered. It's like a a multi-era jukebox musical. (laughs) There's so many. I forgot about like the fairy tale element. Where Peter literally opens up a little door in his chest where a little mechanical heart lives. It's so cool. Because, yeah, it's it's one that Walter is telling the story mm. to, I don't remember her name, uh, Olivia's it's niece. El- it's Ella, which is go. so funny that, like, uh, Olivia, this is after Peter has run away. The way this episode begins is like you hear this bubbling noise and you're like, oh, I, I see where this is going. They're going to make us think this is a bong, but then we're going to cut to it and it's actually going to be a piece of scientific equipment. No, no, it's a bong. Walter's just like so upset about his son running away that he does a massive bong hit. He listens relax. to some prog rock. He's like, I'm going to label everything in the lab. And then Olivia's going out organizes things. Right. Which is what I would like to do. We should all have a day like this. Very <laughs> that's self-care. Walter knows. <laughs> and Olivia's going out to like find a lead to try and track down Peter. And she's like, My sister had to go do something suddenly. I have to watch my niece. Will you guys watch him? She brings him to the lab. Like Walter and Astrid will watch you. Mostly Ast- Astrid will watch you, and Walter will just also be here. And they've clearly met before where Ella's like, Uncle Walter. And Walter's like, who is this? As he does with most people. Right. Yeah. So but he's he ends up like trying to entertain her with a story. And so, yeah, he is starting to weave this like fantastical or not even fantastical, but this like 1940s crime noir that is right. just this metaphor for what's happening in mm. modern day times for uh, yeah. like him losing Peter. He can't find him. His heart is broken. All that yeah. stuff. It was his mistake. He he wants to be nice and lo- liked by everyone, but he's actually this like evil scientist. Right. Uh, but right. Then <laughs> she's just kind of confused by his story. <laughs> And like, why is it like this? Like, that, that's not how stories go. Because uh, mm-hmm. she's she's used to all of the like Disney, like fantasy. Yeah. Like, no, it starts with like once upon a time and then it ends with they lived happily ever after. Yeah. And like all of that, all that. And so she starts to infuse her own stuff in this story. Mm-hmm. And that's how it gets to be like, oh, yeah. And he has this mechanical heart and he opens up his, and he has this thing and like all that. And. Like they can each have a piece of the the heart right. and they'll both work because it's magic and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, <laughs> that's all Walter, but his version's sad. And Ella's like, no, 
I'm not letting it in like this. Yeah. We're going to take that magic heart. <laughs> we're going to break it in two and you can both have a part and they're both going to work. Yep. <laughs> Which is oddly like that one scene in Our Flag Means Death when the daughter breaks yeah. the petrified orange in half mm. there. There you go. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the weirdest thing to me in this episode. That's the most I've ever seen Lance Reddick emote. Oh, he's so fun. Anything in any role I've ever seen him in. That is the most I have ever seen Mm -hmm. him emote. And it's creepy. It's weird. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It It was great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is this? I'm I'm so happy that Broyles is part of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so he, gets, funny. he gets to sing and like play jazz piano and smile and like the actors all do such a good job of like going back and embodying the, the tone of the of that time and that period and that art form. Yeah. Sika Nicole goes full like musical theater, like the scene where she's tr- like She's left Olivia's detective agency and she's going to go find another job. And she literally sings, I need this job from a chorus line. Yeah. Like all her mannerisms are such stage musical theater, which I think is the background she comes from. And it's delightful. Every <laughs> love that episode. I love all these little subtle like big or subtle things everybody does to their performance like joshua jackson is like smoothed out peter's mannerisms enough to get back into this like 1940s like Mm -hmm. smooth slick haired movie star and he's chewing on the toothpick and that's such a i love i love the episode i love that it gets to be so many different things yeah like walter imagines himself as this is this candy man not candy man the guy with a hook who will come kill you if you say his name five times but like he's there to bring happiness to children he's working through like these the like stealing peter from another dimension and when he did to olivia and all the other cortexafan kids and he, he, he his vision of himself as a man who really makes people happy has made the world better who helps children to the fact where he's literally invented hugs and rainbows yep. those were him mm-hmm. he did that a walter bishop original he invented the hug he's got it sketched out in a notebook like this is how you do it step one <laughs> and i love that when you go there like the gene the cow is there but she's covered in polka dots yeah and his lab's got all these weird like it looks like the parts of a Spencer's gifts that aren't sex toys and Rick and Morty t-shirts. Yeah. Where it's just like neon lights and like things that spin and like one of those globes where you touch it and your hair stands on The it. electrify thing. Yeah, that's all those like weird like sci-fi gifts from like the sharper image. <laughs> it's like he took everything. Yeah. It's like he took everything he saw in the gift shop of that science museum he was banned from. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that part of it. I love how many different kinds of weird are in this episode. There's yeah. it's like, what if it was a noir and what if it was a musical and what if it was a fairy tale? But what if he's kind of <laughs> like if it's... Willy Wonka? But right. what if he like instead of candy, it's just like the sharper image catalog. <laughs> <laughs> And to go back to what I said earlier about what a kind of sexless show this is, this is the hottest episode. Nobody's sure. hotter than 1940s Detective Olivia. <laughs> like, I like that this is when this is when they put it in. This is when there's like 
everything feels charged in this one episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff. It's it's interesting because I I don't know the history of doing stuff like this in a TV in like a cable network yeah. TV show. I'm sure it's mm. been around way, way longer before this. I'm not super familiar with any shows that did it before this, at least off the top of my head. Oh, um, um Buffy's got a pretty famous musical yeah, episode. Cena has a musical episode. Buffy. I've never even heard of Cena. Xena, um, oh, the Zena. warrior princess. Okay, I, I've I've heard of that one. Never. So I yeah, like see that that's my point. I know it, it mm. existed before that. Like mm-hmm. this is not the first one here. Um, but this is kind of a thing that happens in a lot of shows nowadays, mm. right? Uh, I think even to the like DC Comics CW oh, shows, yeah. they do this every mm. now and then. They'll have one where they like go back in time or they, they are telling a story or the flash and super girl have a, a crossover and it's a musical um because grant gustin and uh melissa i never know how to say her last name benoist benoit something like that they have musical theater back grounds because they were in gully and all that stuff mm-hmm. and so yeah they have these Things where they, they just say, and it's just this completely different style, different tone, yeah. but it b- breaks up that pattern that you've probably gotten used to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a fun thing to watch. Yeah. And it's interesting because anime does the same thing almost. They have the like hot springs yes. <laughs> episode. They have the like all that all, 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 all that stuff where it's like, OK, it's maybe a filler. It's like the episode yeah. right before the penultimate like two part finale thing here. So the 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 characters just go on vacation, right? They go to the hot right. springs and it's 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 just this like completely has nothing to do with the plot. It's just the characters hanging out, having fun. Maybe there's some peeping Tom moments uh-huh. there. And it's just like, how dare you? Why are guys all the same? Um, and, and like, it's it's the exact same thing. No matter what show it is, it's 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 that. And it's the same thing with this musical. Like, no matter what show it is, it's kind of the, the same thing where they're like telling a story or it's a flashback back and they had like yeah. they reimagine them as these like 1940s detectives mm. it's a crime noir because mm. everything looks neat in a crime noir right yeah it's just yeah it's it's I, really interesting to think about traditions like that if, yes if, if that's the right word in yes television and, and again like as a procedural episodic show, the first one we've talked about in a while, I loved getting back in the space because uh, like Mr. Robot is a show that did a lot of genre and format breaking episodes. Mm-hmm. But because that was a, a shorter show, shorter episode runs, that almost became more of the like more artistic the makeup yeah. of the show as a whole. Right. Or something like like Maniac. Like there are shows that do this. But as part of the direct makeup of the thing, I like that in these longer, sprawling procedural shows, 
you can do weird stuff for like one or two episodes a season and like which makes it more special when it's like yeah most of the time it's like case of the week but this week uh this week we're for something wacky it's a musical (laughs) i like it i like it you know this sort of scarcity of strangeness makes the strangeness so much more valuable yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, it's it's a good one. I liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to talk about the finale. The, yeah. the when we finally get to go to this other dimension and uh, we get to see the fringe division on that side of 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 things here. Because th- this in the universe we know, yeah, they're mm. a unit on the FBI, but they're not as official as yeah. the one that we see in this alternate dimension yeah. they have like trucks and bands with their right. logo <laughs> on it and they're all official and in our universe you get the impression that nobody else in the fbi really knows that there knows is a fringe division yeah. like never hears about anything that they're doing especially because i think at this season they moved from filming in like la to filming in vancouver Probably. and i think they lost the fbi set like at the beginning of the season, instead of going to Broyles office, they have to like get a coffee with Broyles and walk around a public park, <laughs> which is very funny. But yeah, and nobody really knows Fringe Division in our world, but in, in Earth 2, they're celebrities. They're like X-Force or something. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, that world is, it's, it's interesting because they, they have a lot of science stuff that we don't like they're more scientifically advanced but then there's a line in there that i think peter says or no that uh walternate says to Mm -hmm. peter that like hey but you guys have like engineering and uh, like architecture stuff that we don't have i'm not Mm -hmm. sure exactly what he, he said but like there there is some like more just like physical engineering hardware manufacturing like that yeah that side of things you guys have that um so we have coffee they don't have coffee over there we sure do yeah um which which is interesting that like a a whole plant either like does not exist or got wiped out somehow they have it well like this is what um peter's mom mentions like peter like we have coffee but it is a, a a luxury here it's very special that i give you coffee here for your first day back home uh, in 25 years yeah yeah um but but yeah like they they seem to l- like be a little bit more public with these weird science happenings mm. they kind of have to be right because it, it the i think it was the madison square garden yeah. is like completely encased in amber and yeah. a few th- thousand hundred thousand people just uh, like they've been stuck in there they're they've been legally declared dead dead but they just don't know how to fix it so they just left it right weird haunting and and just i i do love the world building of universe two uh in that yes they do have so many advancements but it seems like their advancements have had darker repercussions mm-hmm. like the um yep. i think there's a scene where they go to the hospital and they're there to like find walter who's been shot but when they're walking past the like uh check-in desk this nurse 
is talking to like a patient who's trying to check in. And she's referring to this chart that we don't see. But she's talking to this patient like, how big were the bees? Were they this big? Were they bigger than a grapefruit? (laughs) (laughs) They don't even talk. It's just a throwaway line. They don't even talk about the grapefruit sized bees that are in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just lots of little differences, whether it's small or noticeable or just strange, like those big bees there. But yeah, they do have this this kind of darker repercussions, as as mm-hmm. you said. And I think that le- leads to kind of a more militaristic feel, especially yes. when we meet Walter Nett and know that, oh, he's the like defense minister or whatever his position's name was there mm-hmm. um like there is that like it is that's why the fringe division seems more tactical when when yeah. they go like they they kind of have to get this down because things are potentially more dangerous uh in in a strange way there um but yeah you see um like the team on the alternate dimension is not the exact same team yeah. in the one we know uh they have uh that one dude who was one of the cortexa fan kids yeah. right when he was Lincoln younger Lee. yeah um he's he's in there uh but that's kind of the only like major difference mm. is that he likes uh, that there's more people included in that yeah team. The- like the main team is him, uh, Olivia with her bangs and her like Kim Possible cargo pants, yeah. uh, bald bug infected Charlie. <laughs> I like that as the mirror to the episode where there was a monster like gestating in him. Like this Charlie got like some sort of bug infection in him and now he just has to keep living with it. It's not worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that. Yeah. I, I I think I like the tonal difference, whereas our main Earth One fringe team. Aloof. Yeah, yeah. Like they are they're less emotionally open, but they love each other so much. And we go to this other one and they're like more quippy, more conversational, more jokey, but it does not have the same family feeling at all mm-hmm. over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I I like getting to see that alternate dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like that we got to see William Bell again in the finale. Yeah. Um, that uh, he he is he's still kind of this like we, we, we weirdo mystery in all mm. of this show because he goes back and forth. He lives lives on both sides and does that manipulates things and they, they they actually have a confrontation with him on like hey the the good that you think you're doing actually isn't doing as much yeah. as you think it is right um and, and he he's still just kind of going back and forth that he can't really see it exactly but he still wants to help like he still has good intentions um but it it it, it is this idea of like yeah how much has he influenced this alternate dimension how much has he given them how much has he misdirected them mm. how it like is he trying to sabotage them because there's that whole thing of of like oh i'm the one that designed the guns that like all of your yeah. fringe division has 
I only gave them the 76 model. I have the 77 and it's like it has all this stuff. And yeah, he just has these like little like one ups on all Mm. of of them, which is interesting to see and think about, um, especially knowing that he helped write this ZFT manifesto to be like, hey, there's a war coming uh, and it seems like he kind of took it upon himself to go behind enemy lines and go undercover kind of um but in a way that is maybe causing problems every now and yeah. then so you shall see but yeah i like this alternate dimension i like it this yeah see it a lot it's good I want to shout out some of the the pop culture differences between the yes. two universes. Uh, when you go over to Earth 2, Eric Stoltz still stars in Back to the Future. He has not been replaced with Michael J. Fox, which is a very infamous what could have been story in pop know culture. Uh, I think this is a, a marquee on the movie theater that the observers are walking out of hmm. okay. uh, in, in the Peter episode in like the 1985 flashback. Gotcha. Uh, but in uh, the finale, when they have that big fight out in the city street, like out in the background, you can see a theater marquee. Mm-hmm. And I paused it and I tried to read what the movie titles were. And some of these I'm not exactly sure on. I couldn't see them that closely. But we have Star Wars Legion of the Droids. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, especially from J.J. Abrams, who would go on to direct two star wars mm-hmm. neither of them called this maybe he's got a third one in him and it's legion of the droids indiana jones and the hex of the hydra interesting that's the one you can see the clearest i'm very intrigued by whatever that would be and then superman versus batman 2 a rematch and this is the blurriest did, i don't wait, know if i have when did i am legend come out what year was that Oh, I don't know. I am. I I am leg. I am 2007. So when did this finale go on TV? Oh, I think like 2010. Okay, so interesting. Because that was the Easter egg in I am legend is that he's driving down the city. And there's the logo for Superman versus Batman. And everyone like was like, oh, my God, are they making this? Like, what's happening? Uh, and it turns out they kind of did make that. But then that means there was a Superman versus Batman 2 <laughs> in this. Interesting. <laughs> that, I, didn't I didn't know realize that. that. That's so fun. And then I think another one of these movie titles, as far as I could read it, is Splash 7. Splash, the romantic comedy where Tom Hanks finds a mermaid swimming in a swimming pool. I love the idea that they made six more in a franchise of this one romantic comedy. That's funny. The ones and that- then when we go... Go ahead. When we go to uh, the sort of apartment safe house where they take Peter, there are comic books on the wall. This is the one and that we- I, I focused right. it on. Yeah, <laughs> right. I knew you would have uh, you'd be able to see more differences than I could. But there is Red Lantern and Red Arrow. <laughs> yep. Red Lantern and Red Arrow, uh, which is a spoof on the Green Lantern, Green Arrow mm-hmm. comics uh, back in the day. Uh, there is also a it's it's a spoof on the Dark Knight Returns, but it's Superman. Yes. Yes. Um, I did it, see it, that one in there. 
they have one i i couldn't see what it was changed to but the one that they're spoofing is a justice league international uh Mm. comic uh and then there was one that i couldn't see that's like farther yeah Yeah. there but yeah that those were the ones i was like oh comics oh those aren't our comics (laughs) (laughs) exactly but i know what they are (laughs) i love how much world building they put in in this alternate dimension with the threats like the grapefruit size beast with the pop culture differences like eric stoltz and back to the future Uh, and with every difference they apply to these characters i love that faux livia says she doesn't drink like she doesn't like alcohol because our olivia does never drinks successful excessively but she's drinking frequently whenever you see her going over case files she's got a glass of whiskey with her She's always drinking wine with Rachel. She goes out for beers with Peter. She'll have a beer with Sam at the bowling alley. That's frequently like a piece of business they give her to do. In some episode in season one, Peter goes to her office at the FBI and they're talking about some case that's really strange. And he's like, I'm going to need a drink to deal with this one. And she's like, "Uh, file cabinet, bottom drawer. And he's like, oh, okay." (laughs) Pulls out another bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's so last thing i'll say kind of for this i guess it's not really for this season but for olivia in general this is Mm. interesting i really like anna torv as an actor i i think she's fantastic Mm -hmm. her character of olivia is really interesting to me because I, i i find myself wanting to use the word butch to describe her but I don't know if that's the right word. However, mm. she is very like masculine co- coded in I the way so. her character works because she she is this like walls up uh, like not v- yeah. vulnerable yes. character. She drinks every like again not excessively, but she is very strong. Right. She is the protector. Like she is this more masculine coded character. I I understand. Yeah, but she is. She she is still very feminine in her own way, mm. and I, like she's not a lesbian in this show. She's mm. not bisexual in this show, at least mm-hmm. that I, I know of or remember. Uh, but but like, right? Like she 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 is not those things, but has these very masculine, yeah, qualities to how she conducts herself. Yes, um, she she's a lot like other male. Det- yeah, she's a lot like other male detectives on TV. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which I which I like. Like you imagine maybe she is being somebody who had stepped into a protector role for her family so early when she was so young. Maybe all of these macho detectives have informed her throughout the years. You know, and like they they mentioned a little bit in season 1 that she is uh one of the few women that are in her position. Maybe she has just sort of modeled herself around who she's around around the people she looks up to yeah it is interesting yeah fascinating yeah i do yeah i don't think i i have seen another woman on tv drink as much whiskey as she does there has to be a very masculine a very masculine beverage of whiskey there you go um yeah season two was good a lot of yeah fun i i 
think it lost a little bit of that that mystery that magic yeah, that i understand that season one but still season two i think was pretty good yeah i want to say it uh, about the season two finale i was expecting this to be another step in advancing the peter and olivia uh romance i watch these things like like it's sports like i'm watching steps in a playbook or sure. something this is what happens when you grow up watching a lot of X-Files and then other stuff like like Bones or like Castle that have this like draws on d- it. Mis- yeah. yeah, this mismatched male and female investigative partners. Will they get together? <laughs> like it's a pattern I look for and I look for how do you do the classic steps? How do you deviate? What are your moves? And I was surprised that they kiss in this finale. It's a really beautiful moment from her, who is somebody who is so guarded and keeps her emotions like so distant and so in check that she goes to him. And it's like, she's like, this is my last chance. I have to lay out all my cards on the table. Yes, you need to come home because you have to take care of Walter. We need your help investigating things. But more than anything, we belong together. I need you to come home. Yeah. It's a very, very... Very romantic moment, and I think it was the right move to give us something that strong when the stakes are so dire. Thinking about how many times this season they've been looking down at each other in hospital beds, mm. and like both they almost die, and then Peter disappears for weeks, and then she's to go get him back from an alternate dimension, and then to have that, that and then she, and then she's in an alternate dimension for. Who knows how much of season three and then for them to be separated again. Oh, it's a very compelling step. I'm happy that they Good. made this advancement when they did and they didn't Good. continue to keep that just out of reach. I like that within the spans of like 10 episodes, we get the part where they almost kiss. And then when they do kiss, they do come back to that. They're like, no, that was a good idea. We should kiss. Yep. 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 Good stuff. Uh, well, there you go. That's our thoughts on season two of Fringe. I've Show. got one final question I'd like to pose to you. Go for it. Are you aware of the McDonald's alignment chart? No. I would. I, okay. So you put this on our list for the <laughs> captain's log this past week and we never really got to it. I, I thought I would bring it up to maybe save time here. The McDonald's alignment chart is... Uh, imagine you're a parent driving around and you've got a kid in the backseat and you drive past a McDonald's and the kid's like, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. I want a are you, are you going to get McDonald's? Are you with the kid? Like, yeah, McDonald's. Or are you going to be like, no, no, we have food at home. We're going to go home and eat our food. Or are you, uh, as inspired by the John Mulaney stand-up bit, are you going to go to the McDonald's, pull in, order one black coffee for yourself and nothing for the kid and then drive off? It's like a chart. It's a triangle right. and you can map where you are. And there's a scene like at some point in season two where like the gang is driving together in a car like Broyles is driving with like Peter and Olivia and Walter all in this van and they reminded me so much of a family unit and that's what i pictured so i've been thinking about clearly walter is the kid who's begging for mcdonald's absolutely i think astrid would get him the mcdonald's and i think peter's like we have food at home i'm not taking you there see i think 
Olivia is the one that is like, no, I'm not taking you there. I've and, and I've Peter gone is back the one and to forth. Just get the black coffee because he's the <laughs> like he's the like he's the he's the one yeah, that he, he is yes. he is the odd oddball that is like very adept at what he does. He's super uh-huh. smart, but he also just doesn't want to be there. And like right, he just he does he does his own thing. He, he conned his way into MIT. He'd be the one to right. like one black coffee and then leave. See, I went back and forth on Olivia because she's so inscrutable at times. But I think about what a a guardian she is and how much she really tries to take care of people. I feel like if Walter was like Agent Dynamite, I want a McNugget. She'd be like, all right. I'm getting you that McNugget. I, I can see that it, it, if she's in work mode, in job <laughs> mode, which she usually is, uh, then I can see her just being like, yes, get him whatever he wants. Yeah. She like there's like she's maybe more so the like babysitter to like in this sense of like, yeah. I don't understand you. Right. But I know you're super smart and you're a genius. So if you say you need something, I will get you this this here but not in a way that's like oh i i love you let me take care of you i'll get you anything you want right it's it's just a like i don't understand so if you need it sure (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh i was going to say Broyles is the one black coffee but then i think about how many times he does like kind of put his career on the line to like get something for the fringe team that they say they need so I don't know. Maybe he is a McDonald's dad. Maybe he I is. feel like uh, <laughs> Nina is a one black coffee and Sam Weiss definitely feels like a one black coffee. God, to me. I, <laughs> I, I have to say he's maybe my favorite character in the show, period. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, just the, the just the, the like wise old sage that works at the bowling alley and mm. just speaks it like, how do you know you're 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 not psychic? But he's just like, no, I just can read people really well. That's yeah. it. And I love that we're introduced to him through Nina. Nina, who had her and we see that she lost her arm by it going through a portal in 1985. Yeah. And the yeah. whole cancer story is fabricated as a cover story and to like help William Bell in Massive Dynamic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. She's always playing that public relations angle. I like that she says this is the man who helped put me together again, like not medically, but emotionally. He helped me a lot, which is an interesting angle. It's a a moment of sort of vulnerability that we don't normally get from Nina Sharp. And you're also wondering, like, okay, that was in 1985. How old is this guy? Was he like 13 working as a a pin boy or something at this bowling alley? When did she encounter him? He was working at the 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 pizza stand that right. now, now he owns the, the whole place yeah and he has been a helpful character so you see that nina was sincere in telling olivia if you're having a hard time go talk to this guy which is i find it fascinating that nina is aesthetically a super villain but is actually a pretty nice lady she's normally on the side of the fringe team like she keeps a lot of secrets and she's a little manipulative, but she is not usually their antagonist. Yeah. She, she typically is an ally to them. Yeah. She's an obstacle, but not an yes. antagonist. Yes. So. Exactly. There you go. We did kind of 
circle back around to t- talking more about the show, but uh, <laughs> that is a okay. Yeah, but, I yeah. needed I needed to communicate the McDonald's alignment chart because it has been <laughs> on my mind a lot over the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to think about it more for every show we do. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. That's my test. Um, so bingo, I believe is next. Bingo. Let me open up bingo here on my screen, and then let me go ahead and hit the bingo button as soon as i come on there we go all right let's hit the bingo button say it with me b-i-n-g-o well done just like a pro (laughs) cool um okay we got our bingo card pulled up on screen here i like to play bingo here on the show all sorts of different movie and entertainment tropes Uh uh-huh we don't have a Superman analog or a ghost or a reaction of an <laughs> no animal ghosts, to, no. ju- to judge trustworthiness. Um, I One thing I definitely have is small time detective in over their head. Yes, I have that the, as uh, well. Episode where Peter goes off to Washington, which is an episode I really liked. Like that character, that detective Mathis that he was interacting with. She feels so rich. She almost felt like this was a backdoor pilot for another show that they wanted to make. Interesting. She felt more There's like an X Files character to me. Very X Files. Um, it felt it, it felt a little more dated in in that sense. But yeah, I li- I liked it. It, it. it was an interesting addition to the sh- the show for sure. Um, okay, small town cop in over their heads. No spaceships, AI, no meeting yourself thanks to time travel. Um, yeah, you meet yourself, but not thanks to time travel. Yeah. The um, time travel part's integral. Um, do we have any kind of begin human trials? Again, I don't know if we literally have that, but we spiritually have that. Okay. So what do we want to do with that one? Because this is also one where (laughs) they take Olivia back to like figure out more of her powers Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They do start working with the other survivors to kind of train them to use to 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 control their powers. And but but they like that's not the beginning of those human trials per se. Um. I don't know. That, that's still, yeah, that's still one I feel like let's hold off for yeah. now. Yes. But we have it spiritually. So if we decide by the end of it, like if we've still not gotten yes. it literally at the end of the show and we want to include it at the end, then I think we can. But I'll hold off on it for now. Do you remember if the 1985 episode had a needle drop of the time period? Ooh. Um, because I feel like it did, but if I'm not remembering it... Not a recognizable uh, one. Right, it wasn't signature enough. It wasn't like we go back there and then we hear Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Right. Yeah. I, I don't remember a particular song yeah. being played. I don't know. I don't know. Um... Um, I think I'm done. 
yeah, that might be it for bingo this week. So we, we got that small town cop detective in over their heads. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good addition. That also brings me one step closer to a bingo. I just need to meet nice. meet yourself thanks to time travel. Uh, that's that's the one that I need to get me a bingo. We did have a good time Things travel episode good. this season, but nobody met themselves. Yeah, yeah, um, and they of course uh i guess walter has not come into contact with walter nip but they're not time traveling to meet exactly another so oh well oh well oh well um okay that being said that's it for bingo we would typically do our recommendations at this time, but however, when we do our end of the month special, we save those for the first time we cover a show and the last mm. time we cover a show. So here we are in the middle of that. We um, won't be doing recommendations this time. Which means we can get straight on to what we're covering next week. Yeah. Uh, we already did the pitches last week, so we already know what we're covering. Um, for this next week, we are reading the first five volumes of That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. <laughs> oh. Great name. It is a manga that is available on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, like I said, we are covering the first five volumes. I have already read the first one. Uh, this is definitely doable within a week. Uh, so you guys should go check that one out and rate it and come back with us here on the show and discuss it um it's gonna be an interesting one for sure mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so i'm i'm looking forward to talking about it already mm-hmm. Good stuff. big year Good for stuff. slime big year for slime um cool I guess that about does it for this week here on the review show. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, showing me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Yo, and you guys can follow me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a foe, tell someone from an alternate dimension. Uh, mm-hmm. That wouldn't help us out. Spread the word. And we'd be super thankful. <laughs> Write it in a letter to your son and then burn the letter and then don't tell him about it. <laughs> sure. That works. And then. And then he figures it out on his own that he's from another dimension and he needs to listen to our podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that is about it for this week. So we will see you all next time. For that time, I got reincarnated as a slime. We will see you all then. Bye. Bye.